he's Howard Eibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And he's Henry Gomez, clean shaven for the first time in quite a while. Uh, he's an ad agency strategist with 27 years of experience. Together, he and I are the Brief Brothers. We love to talk about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. We are back for another episode, Henry, today. We're going to do a creative review, which we haven't done in a while. I came across on LinkedIn these new outdoor ads for McDonald's produced by DDB in New Zealand. And I had quite a strong reaction. I'm going to do a quick screen share to show our viewers what I'm talking about. They probably have seen this. And if they haven't, here it is. I'm just going to let it sit there for half a second. So if you're not familiar with this, you're going to have to think about this for a moment. And I have some very strong feelings about these, these ads. I read the article that was accompanied that I got this from, this is a screen capture from an article in Ad Age. And here's, here's my thoughts on this. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I suspect that you didn't like it. So I want, no. you to, I want you to go first. Sure, sure. I didn't like these. And there's a reason why. I mean, I had to stop and think about it for a minute. And I, I have to admit that I looked at these first and foremost as a practitioner, not as a consumer. So I gave this more thought and more time than a consumer would. And I've, heard a, I've read a couple of comments on uh, LinkedIn. That's my social media go-to place. And some of the people on LinkedIn simply said, I did had no idea what this was and I just moved on. And I get that. And I think a lot of consumers will do the same thing. But as an advertising practitioner, or, or at least a, a former one, but now a teacher, I stopped and I said, well, let me just think about this for a minute, see if I can figure this out. And I saw We Speak Late Night and I looked at it and I looked at it and I looked at it and I said, I have no fucking idea what they're doing. So I read the article and I said, oh, okay. Now I get it. What they're doing here is, I think, a very lame attempt, although you can say it's successful in one degree, of talking the way inebriated, wasted, high people who are out partying sound like when they get somehow get themselves to a, a McDonald's and they place an order. And this is an attempt through copy to recreate what they've said. And it's just mumbo jumbo to the, to the normal person who's looking at it. It's like, what is this? Is this typos? No, this is actually inebriated speak. And the article pointed out the fact that apparently some people who work at McDonald's on the late and the late shifts are capable of understanding inebriated speak and they can fulfill the orders of the people. When I read this article in greater detail, it turned out that the creative team and the account folks at DDB in New Zealand did their own kind of homework on this. And what was that homework? Well, they got themselves wasted themselves. They went out to a pub and drank lots of liquid, you know, protein research, and then went to the McDonald's nearby. Again, let's hope they walked or took an Uber and tried to be who these people were to see what would happen. And of course they found out that in fact, the staff at the McDonald's were able to translate their wasted speak and give them what they ordered. So here's my objection. I like the fact that they are taking a risk here, but to me, this is an example of moral hazard. Moral hazard is designed or is defined as taking greater and greater risks knowing that the economic player will have no responsibility for the outcome. And this to me is an example of the bad, the worst part of what brands do well, which is the, has the ability to change behavior. 
But this to me is encouraging bad behavior on the, for the sake of sales. And I think it's reprehensible. And I think it's irresponsible. Okay. And that's essentially, that's my critique. Henry, what do you think? Um, I disagree. <laughs> I, so I, I think the first thing we got to know is that this is New Zealand and not America, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's going to be a cultural context, which may be different than ours. Um, that's the first thing. And then we'll get back to that in a second. Secondly, you know, we're the brief brothers and we have no idea what the brief was here or what the business challenge, we, we can make some guesses based on the ad age article, right? Which is, you know, fast food places are places that are associated with late night munchies, usually um, uh, after a night of drinking, um, those munchies uh, come into play and some form of fast food is, is consumed. I don't know what the competitive environment is like in the late night set in New Zealand. I know, for example, in the United States, Taco Bell really has a, a corner on that, has made itself famous kind of for being the place for the late night munchies. And I suspect that maybe McDonald's has uh, some competitors in that space in New Zealand um, in terms of late night. And maybe they're not in the number one position in late night. And that's what they're trying to do is associate themselves with, with late night. Now, um, I think the ads are great. And I'll tell you the reason is because it's very un-McDonald's like in the sense that it is kind of playing with bad behavior, but it's playing with it in a Kinda? benign, I, I think it's playing with it in a benign way. Um, I'm, I'm, we're not here. I'm not as an advertiser here to moralize to anybody. And, and I, you know, neither on the right or on the left, like, I don't like it when they moralize to me from the left, nor do I want people to moralize to me about, or brands to moralize to me about what I should be doing on a Friday or Saturday night, um, whether I should be drinking or not. I think this is a reflection of the fact that people, when they're inebriated, consume fast food and that can cause confusion at the ordering counter and i i think my, my favorite one of these was the one that was highlighted in the ad age piece was a bubble caught a panda and a cloak like a double quarter pounder and a coke right um so you speak think, late night better than i do i think it's i think it's fun it's playful listen i i don't know how closely related the Kiwis in New Zealand are to their Oceania neighbors in Australia, but I know Australians like to drink a lot. Uh -huh. um, and so if they're anything like Australians, they, I bought some parts for my 66 Dodge that I needed and they were only available from Australia. When I got the parts, the business card for the brothers that run this car parts uh, business said in quotes, specialists in drinking beer. That's what it said. This, this, I bought car parts from these guys and it said specialists in drinking beer. So I, I think that one, we shouldn't be judging their culture. They like to imbibe. So be it. Um, 
you know, this isn't saying drive drunk. They were very well, Henry, careful. you're missing you're missing the point of my critique. I'm not I'm not throwing out ad hominems here. I'm not judging because I like you said, I don't know what the brief was. I don't know who these people were, but based on what the article said, which was we just went out and got drunk and tried to recreate what we've heard, I believe that the advertising industry has to accept the fact that influence, we are influencers. We have the power and the ability to use our brand knowledge to change behavior. But when we see this kind of encouragement of bad behavior and then pretend, oh, well, no, we're not, you know, we're not responsible for what they do when they get drunk. We're just trying to take advantage of the fact that they got drunk and they should use their dollars and spend it at McDonald's. To me, that's a double standard. You can't claim to have the power to use brands to change behavior and then not take responsibility for, for promoting bad behavior on the part of people. If you really want to believe, if you believe, and this has nothing to do with left or right, this is just pure, you know, pure moral. Any sane person looking at this would say, they're encouraging bad behavior, why? This is not what a good brand guardian is supposed to do. And that's my objection. Yeah, well, I, I just don't see getting tipsy as bad behavior, you know, and I this don't know. This is more that... than getting tipsy. I mean, how do we know? We, we don't know anything about how they got themselves to the restaurant. Are they going to take responsibility well, for well, you're. Well, you're, you're a, who, the consumers? Yeah. How do, how do they get to the restaurant? Are, are we going to just say, it doesn't matter if you got there by driving, which was irresponsible. Let's hope that they walked. Let's hope they took public transportation. Yeah. Let's hope they took an Uber, but we don't know. And the, the point is McDonald's is not taking any responsibility for that part of the equation in this campaign. And by saying it this way, by poking fun and saying, let's have a little fun, you might be encouraging people who wouldn't otherwise go to McDonald's in this condition to do I that. Think, I think that's a huge stretch. I maybe, think this maybe, is maybe, but I, I, this is my objection. All right, but that's fine. But we're allowed to disagree. And I'm mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, you know, I think this is more of a reflection of culture than it is a push in in the culture to do some behavior. Uh, I think that's what makes the ads funny is that they are an accurate representation probably of what the average McDonald's clerk has to deal with after midnight. Um, and they're kind of making fun of it. And again, culturally, in certain parts of the United States, that might not fly. In New Zealand, it might fly a little more. So I'm gonna I'm gonna judge it a little less um, strictly because it's not my culture. I suspect that they're a lot more comfortable, you know, in Europe, they're a lot more comfortable with drinking and, and things like that. People, they don't even have drinking ages. Um, it's not about getting dr drunk or fall down blackout drunk like we do here in the States because we've made it, made alcohol such a taboo um, in a sense. And, you know, frankly, with all of the distilled spirits ads and with all of the beer ads and all of the things that fund and fuel our industry, I think that this little bit of having fun by, by a brand that really isn't in the business of serving alcohol at all, but serving the people that, you know, show up after midnight in a, at the restaurant, um, that have this common denominator that they might've been out partying. Now, as for the Ad Age article and the research they did, it's all too cute. I doubt that's what actually happened. Um, it's an ad, it's a puff piece about a new campaign. Um, but all in all, I, I very much enjoyed this work. Uh, somebody that worked on the break. And I honestly, I think that this is the kind of breakthrough work that 
breaks apart from the 97% of advertising that we all just kind of see and forget. Oh, I think the folks at Cannes will, sorry about this, eat this up. Ha ha ha. But I, my, I maintain my position that we have to remember we are influencers. The power of a brand to influence behavior is undeniable. And we have to we have to take responsibility for that. That's my problem with this. Yeah. Well, so, I, I just don't think that this is encouraging anybody to do anything different than they're currently doing, except that maybe choose McDonald's instead of a competitor. And and, you know, my question is, where does that end? Like where what's the 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 the, the red line over which we must not cross? Um, and I don't think anybody in our industry is prepared to answer that question. Um, again, we have advertising for everything from, you know, Pornhub to vodka. And yeah, and I think there are plenty of people who don't even want to think about that. They just want to see this as funny, haha, very clever. And they don't want to think about any of the moral aspects to it. And that's, that's fine. I'm going to be that voice. And I don't have any problem doing that. Good, Good stuff, stuff, Henry. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry Gomez. And I'm. <laughs> and who are you uh... again? And he's Howard Eibach. And together, I think, we're th I think, I think he's a little inebriated. Maybe you should uh... <laughs> uh, give me a, a double panda with a cloak, please. Okay. And together, we're, we're the, the Brie brothers. brothers. Till next time. Till next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> ba -da -ba -ba -ba. <laughs>